Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hey, what's up, Pelicans fans? Welcome to the Bird Rights Podcast. My name is Preston Ellis, and I am the host and producer for the new home to all things Pelicans on Dash Radio, your new one-stop shop for everything you boogie and brow fanatics need. Now, if you like what you're hearing, follow us on Twitter at The Bird Rights. Read our source material at thebirdrights.com. And most importantly, throw yourself over to iTunes and download every available podcast by searching The Bird Rights colon NBA podcast. And that's right, W-R-I-T-E-S. Subscribe today and find pregame analysis from opposing experts, recaps, rumors, breaking news, and all of the best analysis. fans it's travis tate uh again without preston Ellis. hi this is scott trout ceo of the domestic litigation firm cordell and cordell there are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree the orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change if you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary Talk to us at Cordell and Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Plus our fearless host, but I guess he's still in uh, California, or was it Florida or California? Did we ever figure that out, Trevor? Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know. He's somewhere. I think he was in California at the time. I'm not sure if he's still there or back. I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. We can't remember these kinds of things. It's really not that important. But anyway, um, that was Trevor Ritchie. I'm Travis Tate. We are the Big Picture Boys. Uh, Trevor, I forgot to do this last time. What's your, or maybe you did say it. What's your Twitter handle? Did you say it last it's, time? It's Ritchie, R-I-T-C-H-I-E, and then T-M-R. It's a good Twitter handle. Mine is uh, Tra-Beta, so T-R-A-B-E-T-A. It's kind of ridiculous when you have to spell it out. but Yeah, I mean, this entire intro has been, has been very uh, depressing so far. <laughs> well, and we haven't even gotten to the game yet, so... Exactly. Um, I guess we can uh, jump right in, uh, because nothing but more depressing feelings. The Pelicans lost 103-91 to to Memphis. Memphis's roster doesn't look that good to me, Trevor. Um, so why 
was it that the Pelicans offense just basically shut down? They scored 34 points in the first quarter and then they just struggled basically the whole rest of the game. Well, I mean, to give Memphis credit, uh, they went away. They, they, you know, they decided not to give money to some of their uh, veteran guys like Zebo and they let Tony Allen go and um, they went young and they went athletic and it's seemed to pay off for, for where they're trying to go. Not that that's necessarily a roster that a team with two of the top 20 players in the league should uh, lose to the way that they did. I chopped this up to a loss, honestly, after obviously seeing the preseason performance that we put up in that last game. But, um, I mean, the offense started off great. Uh, we were playing well off the screen and roll with Holiday and Moore. Uh, we were working the offensive glass. There, it, it looked a lot better than I thought it would, considering we were at, without Rondo. Um, also, going back to giving Memphis credit, Mario Chalmers looked looked pretty good out there. He hadn't looked like he missed a step. He's been out for 19 months. Uh, I think he worked out for the Pelicans last year trying to make a comeback, and it just didn't happen for him. Um, Boogie was not hesitant from deep at all. I loved seeing his aggression. In the first quarter, I think we were like 55% from the field and 65% from three. So it was a very optimistic start, and from there, I feel like when we entered – was it the second quarter and we missed 13 of the first 15 shots? Um, it, they weren't the most awful. I mean, there were some buckets that didn't fall for AD, that didn't fall for Drew, that DeMarcus couldn't get to fall. But past that point, it became to where we dug ourselves a hole that we tried to get all out of with hero ball. And the ball movement slacked. We went to isolation, and it just didn't work, Travis. Is that where you see why Drew had such a bad game. I think he only had four points. Check that out really quick. I don't, I mean, I don't really know what's wrong with Drew. Something's got to change. I mean, it was, it was honestly a pitiful performance. He, he had two of 11. In 38 minutes. Yes. And he went two for 11, which is just barely above 18% from the field. Um, considering that contract we just gave him, what was it? Five years, 126 million. Um, that shouldn't happen on any night. Not with not with 38 minutes when when you're almost playing as much as you can. I understand that the that workload and what you're asking him to do playing 38 minutes is a lot and can be tiring, but it's still worth a lot more than four points. I mean, granted, you're not going to lose a lot of games. Not a shot to Etwan Moore, but when Etwan Moore is your third highest scorer with 11 points, you're not going to win a lot of ball games. Why didn't the bench produce more? Because you've got some backup guards there who. Know you'd think might be able to make some plays, at least make some shots. In the case of, you know, definitely of Ian Clark, we know he can shoot. Jordan Crawford can shoot too, and those were the only guys to score off the bench. Our guy Darius Miller, that our we thought was potentially going to be starting at the three, and we're probably discovering why they didn't want to have to do that. I mean, yeah, he played 17 minutes, and the only thing that shows up on the stat sheet is a is a field goal attempt. So and I mean four um, fouls. Don't forget yeah, that. Yeah, I left that at the end. I was just gonna leave that be. But part of it <laughs> part of it part of it has to reflect on the coaching staff. I mean, there was when when the rotation started to come in with those guys, there was zero ball movement. It was A D, Boogie, or Drew going ISO. And when those guys did get the ball, they were doing the same thing because they really didn't have another choice. What the offense kind of went to the only person moving was the person with the ball. And everybody else was standing around. There were no cuts. It, it was just a really stale offense past the second quarter. And I don't think that real really allowed for much of anybody to do anything. I mean, 
honestly, it, it looked like Davis and Cousins had a great night, but when you look at their shooting percentages, I mean, AD was 9 of 23 and DeMarcus was 9 of 21. I mean, it's not great. Take me back to happier times and say around the first quarter um, when Boogie was going, he, you know, famously this offseason, I guess, lost a bunch of weight and got into the best um, shape of his playing career. How did you think that he looked tonight, at least? Maybe when, when he was at his best tonight, how do you think he looked? Throughout most of the game, he looked fairly well. Some shots didn't fall. I think there was a lot of physicality in the game that the the refs let the teams play. It was almost – and that typically happens with Memphis. It's a little old-school feel. Um, he had seven points in the first five minutes. He just went on attack. He almost looked like a guard-capable big. I mean, he is a guard-capable big, but he almost looked like a guard out there, and he was playing in that role. I wrote a piece on five things we learned from the preseason, and that that was one that he – He's going to be running in that spot quite often. I mean, his his defense was great at times. The only thing that I can knock him for is when it seems like he gets a bad call on one end of the one end of the floor, and you know doesn't get a foul call or doesn't get this or that. He he stalls and he doesn't get back on defense, and that's when a guy like Marcus Hall is going to take advantage on the other end. So, um, other than that, it's it, it's kind of the same theme across everyone. I think Demarcus Cousins, if you have to pick an MVP, was obviously it, but um. That that's that's the promising part. We're gonna get what we're gonna get out of out of Demarcus and AD. It's just that that Drew's got to step up, and then we've got to find a, a offensive scheme to uh, incorporate those bench players. Yeah, um, we talked a little bit uh, about Dylan Brooks off, I believe, before we were recording, right? <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember now. But uh, Dylan Brooks, I mean, the guy's a rookie. He's out of Oregon. Made a lot of shots tonight, did a lot of everything tonight. Do you think he's really that good? I'm not sure. I, I think he definitely deserves minutes in this in that uh Memphis rotation. And I think he earned that. I think he proved that tonight. But when you have a second round rookie, second round pick rookie come uh come in and score nineteen points and grab five boards on you, um it, it it's kind of alarming when you're going into a home opener Friday against some of the best guards in the league and um to to your question yes I, I think he he can be that good not that good as in 19 points no can he can he get some solid minutes in the rotation for Memphis yes of course he obviously proved that tonight but it's definitely alarming stat when I'm not sure let me look at how many minutes he played tonight he played oh he played 29 minutes he he, he got a fair amount of minutes but um it's it's crazy, man. I'm I'm scared. I, I could. There's no telling what that Golden State offense can do Friday, when it, when a guy like Dylan Brooks is doing what he did to the Pelicans defense. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw the Golden State Houston game, but it had an incredible finish. Um, they of course are going to play the Pelicans this Friday. Um, your boy Ian Clark is a former Warrior. Does he come out and maybe make a bunch of shots? No, Ian Clark can't make more than one three in 21 minutes against the Grizzlies. What's he going to do against the team that knows exactly how he plays? No, he's not going to get anything. Not if he plays the way he did tonight. If he comes out with a different mindset and and he's hyped, you know, maybe he gets that ring on his finger and he he changes his pace. But I'm I'm not – 
I'm not very optimistic about anyone coming off the bench right now. I mean, honestly, Jordan Crawford is about the best one. He got 12 minutes, five points, two for four, 50% from the field. I mean, I'll take that. One last question. Um, And that was, I I didn't actually look this up yet, but I'd like to do that over under that I mentioned to you earlier, which is because we're playing the Warriors next, um, you would expect a blowout loss. Do you expect more or less than 1.5 losses to the Golden State Warriors this year by 30 or more? I'm going to go over even if we played them once because we might could get blown out by 60 and we can just count it up <laughs> to two games. So I'm Fair definitely going to take the over on that one. I'm not trying to be negative. It's it's just awful when you when you see when you see how good a team can be in one quarter and then you end up with 18 turnovers. I mean it, it it's just it's it's crazy. I I don't know what to think of it. We had more turnovers than assists. We had 18 turnovers and 15 assists. You're you never gonna. That. You're not gonna. You won't win a ball game against the Brooklyn Nets if you turn the ball over more than you have an assist. It's not possible. And this is just tonight. I'm not gonna be negative on the season. It's it's too early to say blow it up. It's it's on. I'm gonna hate on Drew Holiday for the performance tonight. I'm not gonna hate on him as a player. I'm not gonna hate on his capabilities. Any of that because I it's way too early for that. He's a lot more capable than this, and I don't think he'll have many more of these performances. But my negativity comes towards the performance that I saw from the second quarter to the end of the game tonight. Well, hey, we've seen him do this a number of times. I mean, this is this is why there are people who are detractors of his and think that he isn't worth the money. Um, which I mean, you know, pretty objectively, he's not worth 125 million, but you know, obviously you have to overpay for your own guys. So do you, is part of um, our disappointment in him? Is it at least partially related to that dollar figure next to his name? It's a factor. It's not a factor to me. I think it's when, when you look at him as the, the third player in that big three, you're going to expect that to show up on the, that sheet regardless of how much he's getting paid. I mean, look at how much Rondo's getting paid and look at how much we're going to expect from him when he comes back. That's a vast difference. And they're still around the same expectation from the two in, in, in different respects. So, I mean, yes, it's always one of those things that just looms in the background in this pocketbook when you're, when you're only putting up four points, but not necessarily when it just comes to what we need out of him. That, I, I think I told you before the game, if if each one more Drew Holiday doesn't have 15 points and five assists, we're not going to win a ball game. It's not going to happen. We're going to need You're one right. of those two guys in the starting lineup to get 15 and five, or we won't win a ball game. Especially, like I said earlier, it's just not going to happen. Period. When you have more turnovers than assists, yeah. we almost had more blocks than assists. Wow, That's we impressive. had 12 blocks and 15 assists. Yeah, Cousins had about he had seven blocks, I think. Yes, man, seven man. blocks. Yeah, it was it was a block party early. I thought uh, early in the game, the trans transition defense. I was thinking, man, we we might have something in transition for the Warriors early. We it it looked good. Like I said earlier, we were playing well off the screen and roll. We were cleaning the offensive boards, and then we lost all of it. Yeah. 
All right, so we're going to get out of here because uh, it's uh, late at night and we have to go bedtime. So uh, the big picture boys, we have a big picture question, I guess. We'll go with and that. that is league-wide, who is going to be the first head coach to be fired? You, you got to go on that one first, Travis. You got to go on that one. I want. I got to hear your take, so my take doesn't sound that bad. Oh, let's see. How about Jason Kidd? No, are you crazy? The Bucks. There's, there's a lot of rumblings, and I don't know. Maybe uh, Giannis comes out and plays great, and he, he, did you he see his stat tonight? Problems. I saw him. I watched him play tonight. Yeah, was, that was crazy. It was ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hate to say it on the Pell's pod, but it, it looks like most likely. It's, I mean, Alvin Gentry's up there. You make a strong. You can make a strong argument for that. He is, think, he is up there. I mean, he's top three easily. Sure. I, I don't. I don't know enough like closely cut, and I'm only saying that because I know covering so closely how much of a hot seat he's on right now. So I mean I would easily have to go with that. I don't think I don't think that's going to be a decision that gets made like during the season. I think that's a that's a postseason call. Mm-hmm. But um, and I'm I'm not sure. I I hope not. I I mean I don't necessarily think he's a great head coach, and and whatever they're doing in training camp isn't isn't really showing off. That I mean what happened tonight is the exact opposite of what we've been hearing all off season. We've been hearing ball movement, and and I understand part of that is Rondo. But when we, when we bring in Chris Finch, we're expecting a, a certain amount a certain amount of capability with a guy that knows how to run an offense centered around bigs, and and I didn't see any of that tonight. So I think most of this performance has to reflect on them, especially after you had the chance of seeing a game in the last game of the preseason against Memphis, where you only had 14 assists and you make nearly no adjustments. And come out, come out with the same type of play, the same type of ball movement, essentially the same performance in that area, and you had time to prepare for it, knowing what was coming. So, I mean, from that perspective, that's one of the reasons he's got to be up there. And I don't even know if on the staff right now we have an option that we could bring in interim-wise to to replace him that I'm comfortable with either. And not, and I'm not calling for his job on the first game of the season. I'm not calling for his job for this entire season at all. It's just it's just a very disappointing performance. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, the way, they, just, started out, they started out so bad the last, the previous two years. Yeah, I, I think it was a, it was a two, two and 10 start one of the last two years and then a one and 11. We're, we're three and 21 on start yeah. in like yeah. the first 10 or 11 games the last two years. We're, I mean, I think I think we play the Lakers on Sunday or something. I think we should chop that up to a win. So, I mean, we're halfway there to the best start if we win that game that we've had in the last three years. So, it's just not. Well, first of all, the the schedule makers didn't really chop it up to it to to an easy uh a easy go in the, these first twelve games. But um, still, you got You got to go with what you're given. And like I said earlier, when you have uh. Two of the best twenty players in the league. You can't you can't afford to have the guys around them have the performance that they had tonight. Yeah. Speaking uh when we were looking forward to that uh Warriors game Friday night, I just wanted to plug in that I will be there. I'll be providing some live coverage. I should have a preview piece along with this podcast 
coming out tomorrow or it, the podcast will be out once it's posted. But um, I'll have that preview, pe- preview piece out and then I'll have a recap afterwards and you can follow me on Twitter if you want some live coverage of the game. That's a great job, Trevor. Way to wrap trying, it up there. Man. I'm trying. Yeah, no. Hey, you got to you got to push uh push the content, churn through the content, push yep, up the I content. Mean, you've always got to look at the big picture after stuff like this, man. There's a big picture of content, and we are putting it out every day at thebirdrights.com on this the Bird Calls podcast, which uh now I guess uh Travis and Trevor host every once in a while. And um, I think that's all I'm gonna say. Anything, uh, anything else you want to say, Trevor? Or let's let's get out of here. Oh yeah, let's get out of here before we catch another loss. Thanks again, Pelicans fans. Again, you are listening to the BirdRights.com's podcast on Dash Radio. Find more on iTunes by searching the Bird Rights colon NBA podcast, and find our source material at thebirdrights.com. Thanks for listening. An ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.